Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. They'll get you the intel edge you need to succeed. GaryAshton.com is where you go. Superbook Sports, download the app today and wager on all your favorite major sports conference tournaments on the horizon in college basketball. Superbook will match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. And TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMav Fitness to get your workout goals achieved. I've put together a new plan with Worth and their coaching staff. On my next goal, you can do the same with your first workout free at TrueMavFitness.com. So, um, Derrick Henry is being shopped. Now, it's not the first time that Derrick Henry's been on the trading block. It's not the first time they've listened to offers on Derrick Henry. For those of you who don't remember the first time that this did happen, it was in 2018 um, when the Titans weren't crazy about the Derrick Henry experience, when Derrick Henry was losing snaps to David Flewellen, and I think that was Deion Lewis's first year on the roster in 18, might have been 19. I can't remember who the other running back was. 18 was not a DeMarco Murray season, but still, Derrick Henry was not the primary back, and the Titans were interested in potentially moving him. Um, They wanted a second-round pick. It didn't happen. And uh, the ultimate, you know, the the thing that ultimately ended up working in their favor is they figured out how best to use Derrick Henry. Things fell into line, and they made the most successful run that they've had in recent memory, which is to the 2019, I guess technically 2020, AFC Championship game. Now, a lot of things have changed since then. Derrick Henry's on a second contract. Um, The football team around him is largely trash. And looking at Derek's circumstance, um, and looking at Derek's circumstance, $16 million cap hit moving into 2023, a viable market for him. The idea that you would be selling high on an asset in Derek makes a lot of sense. But, um, you know, there's obviously an emotional attachment to Derek Henry that Titans fans have. And if they move him, they're going to have a real hard, uh, they're going to have a real hard time justifying the fans as to why they did it, unless the results are immediate. And obviously, they won't be playing football for quite some time, so the immediate results on trading Derrick Henry in March, theoretically, would take some time. You would have plenty of people who I would would imagine would cancel their season tickets. Um, There would be a a harsh, immediate reaction to moving on from a fan favorite. But I I want to phrase the question or pose the question to you this way. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. Fair or foul? The Titans listening to trade offers for Derrick Henry at this point. We will talk about it together uh, and discuss at great length right after I remind you that the Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for 2023 model year Fords. Nobody will have a better car buying experience than Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com where your 2023 Quality American-made Ford vehicles are available for you to test drive right now. So, fair or foul, the Titans listening to offers on Derrick Henry, having him on the block. Uh, Trade Henry and Simmons, says Jimmy Chestnut. Well, that's a different kind of extreme. Uh, Titans want a first for Henry, says Nuclear. Well, they're not going to get it. Um, That's not realistic, and I don't think that they would be asking for it. Derrick Henry is not worth a first-round pick at this stage in his career with the kind of money that's associated with him. Now, Derrick 
I think is still capable of being a Hall of Fame player, even if he doesn't finish his career here. Now, if Derrick Henry goes to the Hall of Fame and it's because he has a, sec- a successful second stint somewhere else, is that going to hurt you? For sure. You're going to hate that. It's going to make you miserable, especially if he gets a ring out of wherever, if in a hypothetical where he did end up getting traded. If you move him and he goes to a place that makes him um, more competitive than he would be right away here in Tennessee, then yeah, that's going to uh, that's going to make you feel a little bit dirty. Nardo says foul on Derrick Henry. Will Mayberry says the Titans have been trading good players since 2002. Uh, so it, I mean, he is still a good player, right? Derrick Henry. No, it's not. It's got nothing to do with Derrick Henry not still being capable of production. It's just the idea of do you want to sell high on Derrick Henry and try and move him while you can, or ride this thing out and you know operate on under the assumption that Derrick Henry's got one high-level season left in him and that the things you would get back for Derrick Henry aren't worth moving him. Now, I think those are different conversations um, that fans have to have amongst themselves. Foul, says Jason Martinez, Henry is good for business. Henry is good for immediate business. There is no disputing. Derrick Henry drives ticket sales. Derrick Henry drives jersey sales. Derrick Henry impacts concessions because what other thing are you going to Nissan Stadium to watch? Instead of repeating all the things in the video that I'm going to play for you right now, I'll just go ahead and play the video for you. Because Derrick Henry, there's a cost-benefit analysis associated with it, but ultimately, it might be their best card to play. I'll explain what I mean by that in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress, is what you will get if you trust the Intel edge that you need to succeed with GaryAshton.com. The Intel helps you sell your home without any showings or staging, helps you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market, helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. GaryAshton.com will get you the intel you need to succeed. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust. Go to GaryAshton.com. So fair or foul, trading Derrick Henry um, at this point, or listening to offers on Derrick Henry, they have not committed to any kind of a trade at this point, merely listening to offers. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says fair to listen, foul to trade. For Chris Flynn, it's fair. Head says fair. Heart says foul, and that's, you know, uh, the kind of, uh, you know, internal conflict that I'm sure many Titans fans will uh, experience. Fair, no doubt. Business is a part of it. Harold Rice says he's not going anywhere. He may not, Harold. You have no idea. But here's the thing. If you're talking about different ways that the Titans can make themselves more competitive over the long term um, with a larger remodel than a lot of us might have anticipated or foreseen initially, Derrick Henry is probably their best card to play. They're doing with Derrick Henry. So this is what we've kind of, I think what everybody's been trying to prepare the fan base for, because now you're talking about a different kind of bandaid that you're about to rip off. If you actually move this dude, it's not that it's inevitable it's not that there's a for sure, like this is a sign that this is going to happen. It's just something that lets you know they're very much considering this. And they should be, by the way. That should that should come as no surprise to Titans fans. None whatsoever. It's the life cycle that a lot of teams go through. 
and there's going to be a degree of coping that comes along with him because he is he's legitimately the kind of player that you seek to go to games to watch. What what else is getting you to Nissan Stadium right now beyond Derrick Henry? Like if if I'm if I'm a a football fan because the Titans are in a different a weird market, right? Where so many people are transplants come in, come in with other NFL teams and and they latch on to the local ones because they they make a run. The Preds go to the Stanley Cup. They keep a couple extra people. After that, the rest of it turns into a bit of a fad, right? But you had that one season where you got a couple of extra people to really appreciate what it was that they were doing at Bridgestone that season. 19 was that for the Titans, and Derrick Henry was the focal point. Derrick Henry is a, a damn near unprecedented player in the league. He's an NFL record-setting player at his position and is, you know, very capable of continuing to build a Hall of Fame resume if he so chooses. And also, he's the best trade bait that they probably have right now that would that would do them the least amount of damage. Moving Jeff is a much different discussion. Moving Derek, is that not their best card to play? Of all the different things, I don't necessarily think that it's moving Tannehill. So that is uh, that is from the radio show earlier today. Derrick Henry is the best the best possible option of the three of those options, right? Jeffrey Simmons moving Jeffrey Simmons and and trying to get Chicago's first overall pick. Theoretically, you could do that. Chicago is certainly going to be in the interior defensive line market with what's just happened with Jalen Carter, the Georgia player. That may have affected uh, how they feel about drafting him in particular or you know where they would be best most comfortable keeping their assets if the titans were sold on a quarterback and wanted to trade jeff simmons as a part of a package to get up to number one overall i think that's totally fair i think that that hurts you more than i think that hurts you more competitive wise though than moving derrick henry wouldn't you agree if you can get if so if derrick if Derrick Henry can get you a third-round pick this this coming draft or a fourth-round pick in this coming draft and a conditional third, let's say. Let's say a fourth-round pick in 2024 and a con- conditional third in 25. That's like best-case scenario for a running back at 29 with a contract like Derrick's that would probably want an extension if he was traded. So a fourth and a conditional third to replace Derrick Henry, who was on the roster last year, who can still play good football and wasn't able to elevate them above, you know, where it is that they flatlined last year in route to, uh, in route to, um, in route to losing seven straight games. Derrick Henry is is still a good player. Derrick Henry was not good enough to help you. Kenneth Davidson said. Seriously, only a third and a fourth? No way. Well, you're not you're not gonna get I'm mean, okay. So here's the McCaffrey deal. Uh let me let me read you the, the trade details on what it was that San Francisco gave up for Christian McCaffrey because it was a lot more um than what I've just listed for Derrick Henry. The difference is one, San Francisco overpaid. Two, Christian McCaffrey is viewed as a better asset than Derrick Henry because you can theoretically do I mean you can't theoretically do more you can do more with Christian McCaffrey than you can with Derrick Henry the biggest difference between those two has been an availability and that matters right so uh for the 49ers second third and fourth round picks this year plus a 2024 fifth round pick that's what San Francisco gave to Carolina 
to get Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey going to San Francisco is something that, you know, maybe they were right to overpay for uh, because that is way too much for running back on a second contract when you are able to manufacture a running game the way that San Francisco is. Now, San Francisco can deploy that dude in a thousand different ways, and it's a pretty unique circumstance there. It doesn't justify the deal. I still think it's way too much. But to look at uh, to look at the circumstance, um, to look at the circumstance for Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is somebody who's not going to be viewed as a passing game asset, even though he's coming off career highs in receiving. Um, Derrick Henry is somebody who's going to need a better situation than most because of what I've just said. He wasn't a, a piece that was good enough to elevate them beyond all their problems, and they had a ton of problems but you can't trade for Derrick Henry and not have a more productive offensive line situation in front of him. If you could get a third rounder this year, I think that's probably a stretch, but a fourth and a conditional third is the thing that makes the most sense. Now there's not a ton of teams that Derrick Henry makes sense for. I think Atlanta, Atlanta would probably be most willing to do that deal. They've got over $60 million in cap space. They've got a rookie quarterback situation. If Derrick Henry was to go and reunite with Arthur Smith, it would be best for both of those two individuals. And if the Titans could, you know, kind of get Atlanta back a little bit for how dirty they got done on the Julio Jones deal and get Derrick Henry off the books, that would make you feel a little better about how badly the Julio deal hurt you in retrospect, both financially and from a salary cap perspective. Um, We'll see what ends up happening. I, I think that I think that it is there's no certainty that Derrick Henry is on the roster in 2023. I think it's slightly more likely than not that Derrick Henry's still here because you have to have a team that comes up with a with a trade package that you feel is commensurate with their value. And I don't know if teams are gonna look at Derrick Henry's circumstance and be like, well, yeah, I'm not going to overpay if this is an asset that you're trying to move for a variety of different reasons. Henry to Buffalo is uh, what would I do? Oh, I'd move him. I would move him. I would move him yesterday. I would trade Derek yesterday. If if you can if you can get um, if you can get any package that involves a day two pick this year, uh, depending on the team, right? A, a, a higher day two pick. This year, if it's at the top of the fourth round and a conditional third, I'd move Derek's. I'd move Derek yesterday. Uh, you know, I I've seen all I I've all I've seen all I need to see as far as which player is harder to replace. I would have if you'd asked me about AJ Brown, I would have said differently. Um, AJ Brown is a more important piece for the Titans, or a more important piece in today's NFL than Derrick Henry is. Deontay Foreman was not easily able to replace Derrick Henry uh, production in 2021 but was able to put together a circumstance where you could totally make the case for not needing a $16 million running back on your books. Um, Mr. Jones says, Buck hates Derek because he proved him wrong. No, in fact, you guys, you guys misunderstand. I, uh, I've got a lot of love for that dude. Okay. Derek Henry. I was loud wrong about Derek Henry in a second contract. And I, I'm totally fine with eating that because I will say, um, I will say to you, Nothing has made my job more enjoyable covering the Titans than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's an incredible player. I've gotten to watch him make history. That's been great. That's been so cool. I've gotten to experience on a week-in, week-out basis that dude's entire career. And yeah, so what if I was wrong about the contract? That's a, I mean, I, that's a terrible, uh, it's a terrible 
assessment by me, but I don't think anybody knew how good Derrick Henry was going to be. And if I was going to have to be wrong about anything, and it's not the last time that I'll be wrong about something, but if I'm going to be wrong about anything, my God, I, I got to witness Derrick Henry become only the eighth player in NFL history to eclipse 2,000 yards. I've seen Derrick Henry help them win playoff games, put, you know, put guys in body bags en route to four touchdown north of 250-yard games. I've seen Derrick do so many cool things uh, across his career here that I, uh, I'm incredibly grateful for the time that I've gotten to spend covering Derrick Henry. And that's not even to, that's not even to ignore the, the person that Derrick is. I like Derrick personally, that dude. Uh, so when my, I, you know, I, 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 this is, this is a small, this is a small part of it because I've worked with Derrick across his entire career and I know him to be a genuine, uh, a genuine human being. But when my, so my dad passed away in the middle of the 2019 season. And it was while we were in Oakland for a game. I found out in a, a horrific way because my dad uh, and his entire family lives overseas in Cairo, Egypt. And I found out via Facebook message a day later from my aunt who lives in Cairo, right? Like it was a very, very not pleasant experience for obvious reasons when you lose a family member like that. Okay, whatever. Not to, not to turn this into a sob story. But I remember, uh, I remember coming home after that game, and it was either that week or the following week that Derek did his pay away the uh, layaway event at, at a at a at a, uh, a, a what are they called? Not a convenience store, but a uh, a shopping like a like a shopping mall in Hundred Oaks. Derek used to do the pay away the layaway event around around the holidays, and and I went. Um, because you know, if the guys do community stuff, you want to make sure that you're, um, it means something to them for you to show up and for you to give them a little bit of coverage. And obviously they're doing great work. So you want to make sure that, that you're a part of that. So, uh, I just having the opportunity to talk to Derek a little more normally, not in a locker room when we're sticking microphones and cameras in front of his face, but like just off to the side, talking to Derek, right. And Derek Henry unprompted without any PR people there was asking me about, you know, how I was doing and, and, you know, knew about the situation with my dad and all these different things in ways that he had not been prepped for. He just, you know, happened to see something on the internet, knew that I was going to be there. We've obviously been around each other for the better part of seven years at this point. So we, we just, it was a very, very thoughtful moment and something that I've always appreciated about Derek because, you know, I, it was just a, it was a bit of a jarring time for me. And I just, I did, you don't expect those people to, you know, uh, I don't know. It was just a very, very human interaction. So long story short, I have nothing against Derrick Henry. I have very much enjoyed Jer Derrick Henry. I respect the holy hell out of that man. I really do. Um, but when it comes to the business of football, the thing that makes the most sense is to sell high on an asset before the wall, before the fall comes, whenever that ends up being. Derrick could play five more years in the NFL at a high level. Um, Derek could, you know, Derek could go on to be a hall of fame player. In fact, he's very, very much on that trajectory. And Derek Henry also is your best trade asset makes the most sense to try and move. Doesn't mean you have to do it. Doesn't mean that it's very, it's that real, but with only six draft picks and about $21 million in cap space now, but still not enough for all the needs that you have. Um, I think that I think that Derrick Henry makes the most sense, and that's not a that's not a uh, you know that's not a uh, an emotional response. 
That's just the thing, logically, when you look at the three options that they have available. Derek's not a quarterback, even if he is as important to that quarterback success as the quarterback himself. Um, to have uncertainty at running back versus quarterback is a much less significant situation, right? So the quarterback versus Derrick Henry, moving on from the quarterback versus Derrick Henry makes less sense because um, depending on what the trade capital looks like, if the Jets get desperate and make you a god tier offer for Ryan Tannehill, you take that and you run, right? Uh, a quick reminder before I ramble too much, primetime is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. They are the best sports book out there, and they will always give you uh, the best odds, boosts, and promo bets to make sure that you enjoy the gambling experience. They have a specific tab for Tennessee teams in the app, the Tennessee Teams tab. In fact, you can get great odds, boosts, and promo bets on the Grizzlies, the Vols as we get closer to conference tournament play, and, uh, of course, the big dance itself. Superbook.com is where you go for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Kenneth Davidson says, so why are they they giving up on 23? Um, In 19, they were supposed to go to the AFC Championship game. Uh, I did call it once. They made the playoffs, but I wasn't sure they would beat the Chiefs. You make the playoffs, and who knows what's happened. I don't think 2023 is – if they were – if they're cutting bud – They've cut Taylor, Bud, Woods, Bullock, Cunningham, right? All of those moves made the most sense, but it's not enough. They need to do more. They need to do more as a part of this remodel to keep this football team competitive long-term. Derek and Tannehill are the two next dominoes that you could do something substantial enough to make the move worthwhile. Now, what you end up doing with Derek, if that's a restructure to keep him under contract beyond this season, that's a possibility. If it's listening to offers to see how good the compensation can get and moving him ultimately, that's an option that they should absolutely consider. If it's a situation where they think that they are in love with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young and they want to trade Jeff Simmons to try and get up to the number one overall pick, I would be 100% about that because if it's the quarterback, the quarterback is the most important, even as Jeff is an incredibly valuable asset to this football team. If you're sold on your vision around that future, then don't hesitate. Make the move. And, you know, if it ends up being the correct decision, great. If not, you're going to get buried for it. Quarterbacks get people fired all the time. And this is a very complicated offseason that Rand Carthon, the new GM, has to navigate. Um, Let's see. Ricky W. says, if you like Vrabel propaganda, Buck is your guy. Well, I, you know, I wonder how Mike would feel about trading Derrick Henry. Because at every turn, um, at every turn, Mike has been super committed to everything Derek. So, you know, this would be anti-Vrabel propaganda, in fact. This would theoretically work against what Mike Vrabel has, has focused on his entire tenure. Now, Derek has been a part of the Mike Vrabel experience every year, right? And there's no, there's no Mike Vrabel at this point as the Titans coach without Derrick Henry. We haven't seen how that looks. So I don't know necessarily how Mike would react to that being broached. But, I mean, he's clearly on board with it if he's the idea of listening to offers. I mean, you don't need to – you've just heard the reporting. They're listening to offers on Derrick Henry. That doesn't doesn't go without not telling Mike Vrabel 
Like that's just not going to slip out there without Mike knowing. Mike's aware that they're listening to offers on Derrick Henry. If they get a good enough offer to move Derrick Henry and Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon come to an agreement on it, then they're going to move Derrick Henry. And if not, they don't move Derrick Henry. Like it's just the idea that they're listening and they should be. Every option should be on the table, whether that's Tannehill being moved on from trading Jeff, extending Jeff, trading Derek, keeping Derek, all options should be on the table for a team in this particular situation. It's the only thing that makes sense. Um, why do they need to do more? Wouldn't that make us less competitive? I, no. I mean, I here's the thing, guys. Like, you have no idea what this, what this football team is going to be. But what I have seen you do already is replace Derek Henry's production with a player who is not Derrick Henry. I've seen you do it in 21. So if you can get something similar, not be as married to one particular player, if you get your future quarterback out of it, great. If you get B. John Robinson out of it and an extra draft pick that you can use to replenish the offensive line, the depth, you now need a pass rusher. You're probably going to need more picks at some point. I think this is very real because cutting Bud Dupree, Rashad Weaver is not a starting player. He had to be last year out of necessity, but he wasn't good enough. You guys saw that. So it's not, you're talking about needs on the offensive line, uncertainty at quarterback. You're going to need to think of life after Derrick Henry at some point. Why not make it the last year that he's under contract? You need depth on the defensive line. Nico Autry's in the last year of his deal. Bud Dupree just got cut. You need a starting outside linebacker to run across from Harold. You need offensive line help all over the place. And you can patchwork a little bit of it together this year, but you've got to figure out your left tackle situation ASAP. The Titans need picks and money. They don't have either. Trading Derrick Henry would alleviate at least a substantial part of those concerns. But it's just an option that needs to be discussed and is being discussed by the organization right now. Uh, Ricky says, hey, Buck, would Derrick make the Bengals and Dolphins immediate Super Bowl favorites or not? If you say no, you're low IQ or just a sellout. Uh, I don't think the Bengals, their offensive line is shit. So I don't think uh, I don't think the Bengals is an option there. The Dolphins are really bad, too, offensive line-wise. Now, I think that they uh, – I don't – immediate Super Bowl favorites? No, no. I don't think I don't think there's a running back out there that would shift the market for immediate Super Bowl favorites. Um, I think it would certainly help them as they're jockeying for position in the AFC. But as long as the Bengals and Dolphins continue to trot out – I mean, their offensive line, guys, is not much better than the Titans is, and that's Derek's biggest problem here. He doesn't have help. Derek Henry, Derek Henry at this stage of his career – Needs a little bit more help than he used to. That's okay. But to trade him to Miami or Cincinnati where the offensive line situations are, I mean, really not that much better. They're slightly better, but not much better. Um, I don't think that I don't think that that's a move for those two teams that makes sense. Now, Buffalo, I think is fascinating. Um, I think that uh, I think that Miami would be an interesting experiment because they had one of the worst rushing attacks in the league last year, but I think that's as much a product of the offensive line. Now they were working with like Jeff Wilson, who they traded for, uh, they traded with the 49ers for to try and cobble together some semblance of what Mike McDaniel used to run in San Fran, but immediate Super Bowl favorites. I mean, it would certainly make them contenders, but not favorites by any stretch of the imagination. They also have quite, I mean, uh, Tua is not, I mean, what, what is the quarterback situation in Miami right now? Tua is very, very much up in the air. I think that uh, um, Alex Alejandro says listening to offers or shopping him. Now, those are two different things, right? Actively shopping Derek versus listening to offers um, are two different things. I think they are being more proactive in at least 
eliciting offers for Derrick Henry and messaging that, yeah, we're open to hearing offers on him. So it's a bit, it's more passive aggressive on the Derrick Henry trade discussions right now. But, um, you know, it only takes one offer to turn that from passive aggressive to aggressive aggressive. So, you know, I don't think it's necessarily low, I, low IQ to say that the, uh, that those, that Derek doesn't make, uh, that Derek doesn't make those teams immediate Super Bowl favorites. There's a different, um, there's a difference between, there's a difference between, um, Super Bowl contenders and Super Bowl favorites. I don't think Derrick Henry makes anybody a Super Bowl favorite right now. Now, I think I think Atlanta is the team that makes the most sense. I would be surprised if you saw Derrick Henry traded within the AFC, but again, if the offer is right, then you make the move at this point. Um, what are they asking for, or what is this trade for? What is his for a trade? Henry says Juan one on YouTube. Um, well, what should they ask for? They should ask for, I mean, they should probably start the bidding with a second round pick. And when they don't get that, they should be open to, you know, a four, a third, uh, with a conditional fourth or a fourth with a conditional third, um, over the course of the next two drafts, assuming that somebody's willing to take that whole contract. Cause it's much, it's basically like the franchise tag is basically what people would be paying Derrick Henry, just about $10 million. They, they wouldn't have to eat the full 16 mil. Um, that's only if he stays on the Titans roster. So we'll see how these things go. Um, Henry to New England is my guess if he's traded. Uh, I don't think I don't think New England's got it like that right now. Uh, draft capital or financially, New, New England's New England's in a bit of cap hell themselves because they did shit like pay Jonu Smith fifty million dollars guaranteed, which in retrospect looks awful. So uh, that is the circumstance around Derrick Henry for the time being, and we will keep you uh, informed on those options as more news materializes. Uh, Nate Blank says, I'm hearing Philly. You trying to trigger some people? Because people would shit the bed if Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown were reunited in Philadelphia. Would be funny to watch, though. I think people would be unhappy with that. All right. So let's do, in case you missed it, uh, with producer Robert. We've got uh, one story in the NFL that has to do with uh, the left tackle market and how that's just changed. I'll remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Their workouts are never recycled or repeated, and they will make sure that you have the resources you need to succeed to improve your fitness goals. TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. We'll provide you with the resources, with the options. The group classes are fantastic. The personal training is even better. And of course, if you just want to work out on your time, they have their open gym. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free and to explore all their great membership options. So um, looking at the uh, the news around the NFL that we have missed this week, producer Robert uh, will now uh, join us and tell us what's going on with the left tackle market in the NFL at this stage. Yeah, let's take a step back and talking about uh, our franchise pillars just being traded away <laughs> and everything crumbling around us. Let's look at something that's leaving somebody else in Orlando Brown. Uh, he wants too much money, and the Chiefs are like, we, we have too much money tied up, and everybody else, we don't have enough to go for you. So he is going to hit the free agent market. The Chiefs are still going to try to negotiate with him and get a deal, but that means the number one tackle is actually hitting the market and not getting franchise tag. So what does that mean for the Titans? Would you, in this cap casualty kind of era for them, where they don't have a lot of money to spend, 
make Orlando Brown the highest paid tackle? What do you say, Buck? Um, I personally would not, um, especially if I'm the Titans. That's not a move that they can be uh, that they can afford to be making right now. They need to find a more cost-effective solution. Orlando Brown uh, does not grade out well as a pass protector, which is something that the Titans need more than anything on the offensive line right now. They need somebody they can trust on ta- on whomever's blind side, uh, whether that's Tannehill or another quarterback in the future. I don't think he's worth market resetting money. And if the Chiefs are letting him walk. They don't either. Now, they have the half-a-billion-dollar quarterback that can wipe away a lot of those concerns. But I think Orlando Brown is going to look a lot worse without Patrick Mahomes than he did with him. I agree. Uh, It's too much money. It's too much money for a guy that – remember his combine? We just had the combine this last weekend. He had a terrible combine. That's the whole reason he fell to three. He moved from right tackle to left tackle. He was more suited for right tackle, but he wanted to play left tackle. He said for his dad, but – that's a lot of money difference from the right side to the left side. Yeah. Uh, Mike Garofalo talked about this today and where he could end up and how much money people are going to spend on him. Take two, operator error, didn't plug in the mic. Very technical reason why you couldn't hear me before the break. Okay, the Chiefs will not use the franchise tag on left tackle Orlando Brown. Kind of a surprise here. A lot of folks thought maybe that would be at least a placeholder for these sides to work out a deal. But the Chiefs telling Brown and his agents today, the number's just too high. Now, it would have been around $20 million. It would have been 120% increase from last year when he got the first tag at 16 and change. They offered him a deal somewhere around 18 on average last year to try to get it done didn't get it done. They were frustrated that they weren't able to come to an agreement. So barring some kind of extension from the Chiefs to Orlando Brown in the next week, which seems unlikely right now, given that they value him below that second tag, the Pro Bowl Super Bowl winning left tackle is headed toward free agency. And I expect him to have a number of suitors. Look, he's not like that elite, elite left tackle out there, but he's a guy who just plays winning football, played on the right side in Baltimore, proved he could move to the left side in Kansas City. I expect multiple suitors for Orlando Brown in free agency next week. Yep. They're talking about $20 million a year. It's a lot. For, it's a lot for, as he was describing, not an elite left tackle. He's good, and, and these guys are rarely available in free agency, but it, you got you got to wonder where you're going to check off on your grocery list first, and it looks like that's beneath the eggs. I, I'm out on Orlando Brown. Well, and eggs are expensive as hell right now, and so does Orlando <laughs> Brown, apparently. So, uh, okay, in case you missed it, very good producer, Robert. Appreciate your uh, contributions as always. Good out of here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that the left tackle market – is going to be fascinating. Um, it's not a good offensive line market right now. We know this. Uh, we know this to be so. We also know that the Titans will have options with the 11th overall selection at this point. And with the way that Paris Johnson Jr., for example, tested out um, the concerns around Skaronsky as far as length that the left tackle is concerned, why he's being discussed as a potentially primarily a guard at that position. I think that you're going to see a lot of discussions moving forward about the Titans and offensive line. And the thing that I come back to the most is that it's just not worth it for them to get into the veteran market if they have the option, if they have the ability to find an 8- to 10-year solution on the left side the way that Lawan was, um, at least for a period of time. All right, it's going to do it for us tonight on the uh, primetime show. <laughs> Leo says of... Robert, that dude looks like he was clipping toenails before he was put on camera. It's entirely possible. Uh, you know, we're just, anytime we put Robert on camera, we're just happy that he has clothes on. So, um, little victories as far as that is concerned. 
a victory to be able to uh, get through another episode of the primetime show with you guys. Thank you, as always, for spending time. Tomorrow on the radio show, Trevor Sykema of Pro Football Focus will join us. We'll talk a lot about combine stuff that we learned, as well as keeping you updated with the latest rumors on the Titans. Um, and we'll have a great time doing that from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. It's my last radio show for the rest of the week because I'm going on a ski trip. I'm taking a little vacation uh, before free agency starts. Of course, Derrick Henry will get traded while I'm gone. So, you know, you guys will, I'm, I'm sure, have plenty to talk about with uh, whomever is filling in for me. A reminder that there will be no install this week with Greg Cosell and no 615 sessions because, like I said, I will be on vacation. Tomorrow will be my last day on radio and there will be no primetime shows on Wednesday and Thursday night this week. But enjoy uh, the rest of your evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow on the radio show, if not one more time for the week on primetime. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.